Suicide is a tough topic, but the Washington County Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition wants you to know that there is always hope. We are a caring community reaching out to provide compassion and hope for a community free of suicide. In the next half hour, we'll talk with community partners to identify risk factors, raise awareness, and discuss prevention strategies. Hello and welcome to another edition of Reach for Hope. I'm Melissa Anderson. You know, our youth are our greatest asset when it comes to sharing knowledge and information to their peers, especially when it comes to substance abuse. With us today are members of the Washington County Youth Coalition who recently spent time in our nation's capital as well as our local state capital here talking to lawmakers about the importance of protecting youth from drugs and alcohol, which also plays into suicide prevention. Now, Pam Holiday is the WCYC advisor and also a prevention specialist, Madison Bang and Brian Amistron. Amistron, I knew I was going to mess that up, <laughs> are both members of the coalition. And welcome to all of you. And thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate uh, you coming on the show. First of all, Pam, um, for those who haven't heard of your coalition, tell us about what it's about and who's it, who's it comprised of. Um, well, the Washington County Youth Coalition is uh, made up of volunteer high school students who um, come from Washington County School District high schools, and they represent their youth and their peers um, in the Washington County area. Right. And Madison, what school then do you go to and why did you decide to join this coalition? Um, I go to Crimson Cliffs High School. And I joined because both of my older sisters were heavily involved in this club and they absolutely loved it. And so I wanted to be involved in my community like they were. Oh, that's cool. And Brian? I go to Snow Canyon. I joined because my friend was the president at the time last year. And I just kind of fell in love with the mission that we do. And so I stuck around and try to help as much as I can. Yeah, well, it sounds like it's a lot of fun. Um, Pam, tell us about your trip then. These youth got to go to to Washington, D.C., and why were you there? I mean, how many kids went with you? Um, So we were able to take four students from Washington County to represent the Washington County Youth Coalition, and we went to Washington, D.C. to attend the CADCA National Leadership Forum. Um, And there we were able to... um, participate in their leadership conference to learn about the latest strategies in prevention um, misuse and also to learn from the nation, some of the nation's leading experts on substances and also learn from other coalitions some of their strategies that they do. They also were able to participate and learn from other youth and adult experts in um, learning what they can do and how they can bring back some of these, you know, information and strategies to their to the Washington County. Yeah, and we saw some uh, pictures up there um, of uh, of them at the Capitol. Uh, the next picture we're going to look at is Utah Congressman Chris Stewart and some of the youth and Madison. Um, what presentation then did your group make when you went to the conference? And then then you basically got to go talk to these lawmakers on Capitol Hill. Yeah, so we got to explain what our club does, and then we got to talk to them about some of the problems we're having with our local level, like um, synthetic nicotine and um, creating a cap on the nicotine level on our um, products. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, uh, and we, we have also had some pictures up there with Utah Senator Mike Lee. And, Brian, I know you were in a few of these pictures. You guys uh, had your masks on there. Tell us, Brian, <laughs> how cool that was to meet with these lawmakers at the state capitol and what message did you share with them besides the, the, the tobacco use or the, the vaping? Um, right. Um, so, yeah, as you said, it was very fun. Um, we got to meet with uh, some of them and uh, others, just a legislative team. But... Uh, we did just talk about a uh, plethora of things in reality, but the main thing that we wanted to keep in, in mind for them is just to keep that prevention in their minds. Um, and so just to keep nicotine and other uh, harmful substances out of youth um, and just that kind of general message to prevent as well um, with suicide and all those things like that. Yeah. So why do you think it's important for you to reach out and do these things? I mean, is substance abuse uh, a big problem, Brian, do you think? I think so. Um, Most kids obviously don't use um, substances. However, there is that increasing uh, amount of youth who are using. And so it's a growing concern for all of us, I think. Yeah. And, and, and Madison, um, can you explain the changes that might happen in the brain the moods that people might go through, especially teenagers when they're developing brains, um, when they start using even substances like nicotine in those vaping. Yeah, so when you're, um, when these youth are exposed to nicotine, it um, blocks their, it slows down the development in their frontal lobe, which is the decision-making level. So then they're unable to see clearly the problems that are going on. And when they're afraid, um, I'm fronted with a problem they see they react extremely and so then like if their parents are talking to them it's going to be a quick extreme reaction and then through all that and so many emotionals go emotions going on there it's going to be harder for them to control which is going to increase anxiety and depression and stuff like that so it's kind of a knee-jerk reaction then and and that's a sign that maybe parents should be aware of or know what's going on in, in their children's lives. Now, Pam, how might we uh, use the use of substances then tie into thoughts of suicide? How do we tie those two together? So the link between uh, mental health and substance use is um, very much like Madison described. Um, the reasons why it is so concerning for us is because when youth and adolescents experiment with substance, it it affects their brain development. This also affects their problem solving, their decision making, and also their emotional regulation. So when they're using substances, um, they're also affecting the way that they deal with issues. And it's not, um, you know, it's, you know, it's a well-known thing that teens deal with a lot. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot that teens deal with, especially in today's society. There's a lot of peer pressure, a lot of bullying, a lot of, you know, um, worrying about their their appearance. And so how substance use ties in with thoughts of suicide is that some teens might be using substances as a coping mechanism or vice versa. They could be using and this could increase their thoughts of depression, anxiety, suicide. So mixing both together is is really not, it doesn't, it does not have a really good result for um, any teenager. Not to mention when they grow up, they might continue using and and have even more problems when they become adults. Yes. 
Yeah. Now, I understand that when you came back from Washington, D.C., you all went out to our state capitol here in Utah. Um, Brian, can you tell us what you talked about the Utah legislators there? Was that anything different than what you talked to the Washington, D.C. folks about? Um, It was similar to the message that we brought up. It was on a different level, though. We wanted to make sure that our state kept our current regulations and worked with us to keep um, our mission going and strong. And so a lot of what we talked about in Washington, D.C. was just bringing up new issues that we're seeing. Um, But as I said over here, it's kind of just maintaining our status with a lot of those regulations. Yeah. And I and we had a picture uh, up of you guys in front of the Capitol and and there's pictures up there with uh, uh, Representative Lowry Snow, who's here in southern Utah. Yes. Um, uh, Pam, you know, I, I see that you met with these representatives from Washington County and Southern Utah, why is it important for to meet with these legislators and talk about these important issues to and, and tie that into the preventions of suicide that we were talking about before? Well, a couple of things. Um, one of the one of the biggest things is that these representatives, you know, they work on a federal state, you know, level and they don't they're not there. They don't see what these kids deal with on a day-to-day basis. So for youth to actually go up there and tell them these are things that are happening in my school, on school property, in public parks and you know like I am seeing these things all the way down as young as sixth graders. So when our youth are able to take that type of local and ground information to a state level, it is very important and they listen and they are so appreciative of the youth to come up to advocate for their peers and for those who are unable to voice what they're really struggling with. And so um, when we talk with these legislators about some of these issues, um, that is one of the main reasons why it's so important that we take the youth up. The other is the youth are our future. You know, we need to we need to make sure that we are protecting them. We are doing our best to support them and to cultivate an environment that they can thrive in. And who better than to ask than the youth themselves? That's right. And Madison, you also went there with some youth from Iron County that you probably hadn't even met um, and met with their representatives as well. Um, why do you think teenagers are struggling so hard? You're one. Tell us what you struggle with. I mean, peer pressure is probably one that's been around for years, but what's, what's this, what's the catch? I think peer pressure is definitely one of the highest, but then there's also, um, stuff like expectations. And it's like when like teens are faced with these like huge emotional things like anxiety and depression, they want something to fix it. They want to be them, their perfect selves. And so to do that, they think that this will help them. And they also think like, to fit in there's just like like a lot of the youth in our club like their um bosses and employees will um have major discussions while using stuff and so then to feel like they fit in and to feel belonged they tend to use yeah and social media probably is a big part of that too because they want to fit in and look at the life this person has and they're beautiful and they're doing this and that and they want to fit in and want to show that same side even though it might be false we have a lot of fake people out there (laughs) brian why are you trying to make a difference with your peers how do you do that and 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 i know that drugs we talked about drugs and alcohol being such a huge part of that but why are kids that might be using drugs and alcohol be more susceptible to this this problem 
Well, uh, personally, I just think that it's uh, like just general help into my community. That's like one of the biggest things that I believe in. And I've had friends who've struggled with mental health. And so I just want to help them in any way that I can. Um, and going back a little bit on the question that you asked Madison here, mm-hmm. um, there is a stigma that comes with uh, mental health. And so unfortunately, a lot of youth, um, and I know many of them, aren't able to just explain what they're feeling and explain what they're going through, and they can't get the help that they need because of that. And and so in in my eyes, I think that the best thing that we can do is just open that conversation up for, for them. Um, and with things like Hope Squad and youth uh, coalitions like ours and even groups like this and podcasts and things like that. Um, and so... Yeah, and you you're representing um the positive side of that. So if they can see that you can get through it, maybe they can too. You probably give them a lot of tips and help on that. Madison, how do you approach someone then that might be struggling with depression or going through some struggles? What do you say to them? Um definitely be understanding because in these kind of situations, you don't want to put blame. You don't want to fix the problem. You want to be there to listen and you want to be there to be a friend and remind them that there's always something and like no matter what that you'll be there and they can just like take a break and relax and not have to have these constant like expectations and have things just fixed yeah take a deep breath let it all out and maybe give them some coping skills some ways to deal with that Um, when you're stressed out you might need to take a time out Just like a little kid, you know, (laughs) Uh, Brian, do you think uh, what you're doing then is making a difference? Have you heard from anybody that's told you that? Yeah. um, In regards to substance abuse uh, or use in general, um, my class was one of the first ones to be educated in a lot of the dangers of vaping and other products similar to that. And we actually have seen that decrease in uh, in comparison to other classes, at least for senior year. Um, And so it's definitely making a difference since that's backed up by a lot of data that goes into it. Um, And even just from peers who I've talked to that have struggled with substance use, it's definitely something that they look up to from our group. They see that, kind of like you said, that we're getting through it. Um, And so they, they, they see that hope into it. Yeah, hope is the word. Reach for mm-hmm. hope, right? And 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 uh, th- there's all sorts of things out there to help them with that. Um, one of the things I wanted to bring out is there's a, a safe UT app that they introduced into the schools like two or three years ago or more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's set up to help all teens in Utah or, or even adults, I guess you could probably call uh, pick that up and go. Um, it's a crisis chat line or a tip line. So, Madison, do you know of anybody that's used that and how how user-friendly is that so far? Um, So I have had friends who have used it um, just for talking, but then me and my friend actually, we got on and personally, I wouldn't use it because it would take me, it'd make me more anxious than it would because there's so many steps. But I definitely think if you're to that point, it is a good thing to go to. But I, the highest, um, re, like, um, with the highest outcome, <laughs> I would suggest, yeah, talking to peers and students and just people who you're friends with, because there's always going to be those pers- that person who understands you and that will listen to you and be your friend. So at what point do you then push them forward to reach out for professional help? Um, through the QPR training. I don't know if you guys have had that, but I know the Hope Squads have. 
that's a huge thing to say, are you thinking about taking your own life? Um, have you ever had to do that or have you even thought about it yourself? Yeah, I actually had to do it with um, someone really close to me and they, um, they actually said that they were. And so I spent most nights just talking to them about it and reminding them how much I love them and they're still here today. Yeah. And then if that wouldn't have worked or if, did you ever tell anybody or, you know, tell them that they can reach out to someone else, someone, someone else, even their parents or, I mean, how far do you take that in intimacy? I guess (laughs) I did talk to my parents and I talked to our religious leaders and, um, got him some help. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Um, Pam, um, I understand, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard thing because we're talking about youth and confidence and and confidentiality and things like that. But tell me um, how you feel that if someone is, is considering, I don't know that they might not be in your youth group because these are pretty positive kids that you got in here. If they can go all the way to Washington DC and talk politicians, I guess they're, they're pretty (laughs) positive there, but uh, about how you get that, help them to help spread that message that, you know, we need to, we need to reach out and get help or, or talk to people who might be considering taking their own lives. Well, I mean, you know, these, these guys are incredible. You know, these guys are exceptional and very positive and intelligent, like you said, but you know, like they're also teenagers and I think they, they, they do work in some of the local schools and um, sorry, they do work in some of the local schools at the middle school and elementary schools. And I think one of the biggest ways that they advocate not only for themselves, but for other youth is by leading by example. And so that's how they spread their word. They, they are going into some, some schools and teaching um, their younger peers about refusal skills. They're teaching them about resources. Um, I'm sure I'm not sure if everyone is familiar with Red Ribbon Week, but um, yep. that is definitely an opportunity that the Washington County Youth Coalition participates in. And um, we do a couple of presentations and we make ourselves available to any any kids. Um, and we also um, let the kids know about the Safe UT app because, you know, it might work for some people and it might not work for others. But the whole point of it is to make sure that that word is out and that resource is known and so I think these youth are doing a really good job um, with what they do and how they, you know, spread their word. And and so, yeah. And Brian, I know we mentioned a little bit about this earlier, but kids, you know, being a kid, I guess you can call you a kid, um, really do struggle a lot with um, that peer pressure and anxiety and depression. Um, so how, how is that, how tough is that to deal with in this day and age? We just came out of COVID. Mm-hmm. Everybody is masked up in those pictures, but how do we deal with, um, that, you know, that pressure, uh, of the anxiety and depression? A lot of kids are not, um, these days they seem to have lost the face-to-face contact since we had those masks on and not knowing how to, mm-hmm. how to relate anymore. It seems like everything is texts. And, you know, not real visual anymore. And so now that we're back face to face, what kind of struggles are we seeing in the schools and with your peers about, you know, wanting to even be able to be face to face? 
Well, I'm lucky enough to be a very social person. That's kind of how my parents raised me to be, just talkative, uh, clearly. But um, I, I have seen that, as you said, uh, that struggle that some of these kids are having with just having a social life in general. And um, that also ties into mental health. Um, and so at least in my experience, what I've tried to do is just talk to them. Like if they won't make that first effort, then uh, seeing someone who is willing to might help them get the courage to do that in other scenarios, um, in classes and stuff like that. And so I think that just having that positive outlook on on it and just um, being willing to do it yourself is going to help more than one person to um, be motivated to do as well. Yeah, it's kind of showing by example as well and yeah. and being positive and and like kind of a cheerleader in a way. Yeah. And I don't know, Madison, if you've ever been a cheerleader or even wanted to be one, but <laughs> it's, it, it's one of those things. It's like, oh yeah, hip hoorah. But at the same time, um, I mean, you talked yourself about having those feelings. How do you deal with that when you're struggling with that? What do you do? Where do you reach out to? With, it, so with, with just any kind of friends that might have mental health issues or just problems. I mean, how do you, how do you deal with that? Um, so I definitely suggest talking to adults first because adults tend to have a more like stepped back, like outlook of it. They're not seeing like the, in, in like the immediate like problem. And so I think just like taking a step back and, um, like seeing the best way to handle it. So like, um, just talking to them, stuff like that. But kids usually don't want to talk to adults. They're, they're wanting to find out how other peers are, are dealing with things. And, and so at some point they're probably thinking, oh, I'm just going to go drink some beer with my buddies or I'm going to go have a cigarette or a vape or a smoke. And this is where that crosses that line of confusion in the brain of how do I cope? Are there coping skills that you might give or relate to kids that might um, your peers uh, that might help them or, or what giving them this for that or whatever <laughs> um, I definitely like me personally I have anxiety I have pretty bad anxiety so just like breathing and also like that step back look because like if you take your s away from the situation instead of making an immediate response response to something so like if someone were to ask you do you want a beer like before you're even put in that situation, decide what you're gonna do. Because then you don't have to like make that decision on the spot. And if you want like if you want more attention, find ways to get more attention other than like negative attention. You want to get that positive attention to get that happy feeling. And if you're depressed depressed and stuff, you just have to take a step back and realize that like life's going to keep going and you have to find a way to step back into life. You have to find a way to find the joy and find motivation. Very well put. And everybody has problems in life. There's not anybody that doesn't. So if they say they are not having problems, they're fooling it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that what you guys do is amazing. And volunteerism, I think what you're doing, this is volunteer. You don't get paid to do this. Um, volunteerism is a huge thing. Um, Pam, what kind of last thoughts can you give us in regards to how we tie this all together and how great these youth are in being, um, you know, wonderful to their peers and explaining to them, you know, 
this doesn't have to be this way. We can all reach out and help each other. Oh, wow. That, so um, I there's so much that I can say about these youth. Um, how to tie it all together. Um, I would have to say, you know, like I mentioned before, the youth are our future. And, you know, making sure that we're building those relationships, not, not only with policymakers, but also with local organizations. And, you know, Reach for Hope is an amazing organization that um, we've been able and fortunate enough to collaborate with a lot. So our youth have worked very closely with Reach for Hope on multiple occasions. So um, I think building relationships is also another one, um, you know, making sure that not only do we know people, but we're making resources we are opening those platforms for everybody. And I think that with the youth um, already working in schools, and actually a lot of the WCYC members are also Hope Squad members. Uh-huh. So um, having them in there too and having them, um, you know, in the schools on the ground level and then they can come back and tell us you know like the advisors or the reach for hope coalition um coordinators and chairs and their um adults that are there they can tell them what's happening in there so i think the whole building relationships um increasing the capacity between these organizations and the community i think that um we can all you know, work together to strive to bring and maintain the hope in our community. Well, I'd just like to say thank you, all of you, for being on the show today and sharing insight and what you do. And I think you're amazing. So thanks and keep up the good work. (laughs) And thank you for joining us. And we hope that you reach out and help someone as too and share this program with others so that we can all reach for hope. Thanks for watching and listening. The Reach for Hope Coalition wants you to know that we care about you and we are here to help. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, reach out. You're not alone. To access resources for yourself or others, visit our webpage at reachforhopeutah.org. That's reach, the number four, hopeutah.org. If you are experiencing a crisis, please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK because you matter and there is always hope. This has been a production from a podcast studio.